Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, and welcome to the Freedom Girl Sisterhood. I'm your freedom coach and your host tonight, Don Scott Damon. I'm so glad that you have joined us. Hey, everybody, tonight I want to let you know that once again I have a special treat for you. I got the sisters in the house tonight. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, to have you on the show tonight is such a joy because, um, everyone, this is Shelly Beach, uh, my guest tonight. Hey, everybody. And um, you have really been going through it. And, uh, some, <laughs> it's been an exciting time. Yeah, some f- physical challenges. And so today we're going to talk about adversity and what it takes to overcome adversity and just have a little conversation about that. So I'm glad you've joined us. Call your friend. Let them know the Freedom Girl Sisterhood is starting right now. So, hey, guys, how have you been doing? Well, uh, there's the polite answer, and then there's the real answer. Yeah, right. Uh, brain surgery is, you know, probably not on anybody's list of things that they would want to do or pick, mm-hmm. but that's what I got for Christmas was brain surgery and then mm. the recovery and a trip to Mayo Clinic, some things like that. So yeah, um, I, I don't walk real pretty or real straight most days, mm-hmm. but I'm walking, so I'm very grateful. And um, Yeah, amen. So um, good days, bad days, chronic illness and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a real incredible season for you, Wanda. You've been facing some physical challenges. And it was interesting because at the same time, I was going through some physical mm-hmm. challenges. Yes. And oh. so, you know, we just all felt like, you know, well, we live in a in a, in a a world of threes. You know, we're body, soul, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And so we know that physically our body was really undergoing um, some challenges. But spiritually, I'll speak for me anyway, you know, there was warfare, too. You know, there was a lot of fear and anxiety, you know, like, when mm-hmm. am I going to get well? And mm-hmm. I don't know what you've experienced. Yeah. And, and then the emotion of it, the the soul part, you know, I feel alone and yeah. isolated and abandoned. Yeah. How did you feel? Well, I, I just was writing a blog post today about things that I miss because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're going through hard times like this, there are things that change and shift in your life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you can go into despair and you you feel isolated and you feel grief and you mm-hmm. mourn and there're just all these things that can you know flow over you and overwhelm you and I was you know talking about things that I miss you know I I you know I I miss uh I miss eating the way that I used to eat mm-hmm. because we were talking today yeah. you know cuz I usually choke on my food and so simple things like you know the way that you eat or the way that you walk or the way that you schedule your life and the the, the grief in the morning over things shifting and changing Mm-hmm. That's a real. Um, that's a real emotion, and it's not just imaginary. I mean, you're you're experiencing real life loss. Yes. Friendships, probably. Oh, yeah. Isolation. Yeah, I mm-hmm. spend a lot of time. You know, you know, not connecting the same way that I used to with a lot of my friends, mm-hmm. and that's been very difficult because you can, you can feel abandonment. You can feel angry. You can. You can feel, um, you know, you know that. <laughs> I'll, I'll just talk about the anger again because mm-hmm. you can feel like like people are are no longer giving you what you think you deserve. Mm-hmm. And um, when it's very much often that people simply don't understand. Right. And I use the word ignorance with with grace that they don't know what your life is like and they don't know right. how to connect to it. Mm-hmm. Right. So. And when you feel abandonment or you feel angry, at least for me, I know, it doesn't even necessarily mean that that's what someone's doing. It's Correct. just how I feel. Yes. 
because life is so busy and their life has gone on. And when I was in mainstream, you know, we could connect on the fly or this or that. Yeah. But <laughs> nothing's changed for them and everything's changed for me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so they're the same person. They're, they're giving me the same amount of whatever, but I, my needs have changed and I feel abandoned or alone or misunderstood yeah. or neglected. Yes. I, I saw Cinderella this weekend, and I just so mm-hmm. related to the fact that, you know, she was taught to be courageous and to be kind, and that involved forgiveness because, you know, we have to forgive people who aren't aware of what our circumstances mm-hmm. or our life might look like now in this transition time. Um, and so remembering to forgive and uh, and then, you know, what grace looks like. And for me, it's been important this last few months to I've had to take my eyes off circumstances and always place them back on God mm-hmm. and to be grateful for. I was having a hard time the other day and just remembering uh, I have healthy kids and healthy grandchildren and all the things that I do have and, and rather than staring in the face of things that I think that I've lost. Yeah, and reframing your perspective like that is a really positive guard on your heart Absolutely. And, and to protect yourself. But like you said, there's the polite answer and then there's the authentic real answer. And sometimes, you know, keeping it real, <laughs> I don't feel like doing that, you know. No, it's not any fun going to church in a wheelchair when everybody else is walking, you know. Right. You know, I don't like that. I'd like to be able to just walk in and run up the stairs and do you know do the things that I I did six months ago? Mm-hmm. But that's not the norm for right now. It might be the norm six months or twelve months from now. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. right, you know, I was reading this morning and my time with God, and I went to the Book of James, and you know, we know the classic scripture. And if you're not familiar with it, it's in the Bible in the New Testament, the Book of James, chapter one, right off the bat in verse three, and he says, "Consider it all joy." when you go through trials and fiery trials and testings. And and I'll be honest, there's times where I'm thinking, how do you say that? How do I consider it all joy when I feel like I'm not contributing to the kingdom of God or to society? I'm no good like this. How, what possible glory is God going to get out of me not feeling well or whatever somebody might be experiencing have you had any difficulty understanding some of the Bible in times of, whether this time or any time in your life, through hardships? How do you handle those adversities? I think I think that whole concept of considering it joy is a challenge. You, have you ever found it to be a challenge? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm all over that. You're, when you look up joy in the dictionary, your picture is there. You are there, Wanda. You know, I don't, I don't do that well. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I may get to joy, like, number 10 on the list, but right. there's a lot of complaining and belly aching and, you know. But, yeah, we were talking this morning about the fact that, you know, it was a gloomy, it was a gloomy, rainy day this morning when we go up, woke up. But, mm-hmm. you know, here in, in central Michigan, you know, and Wanda was looking outside, talking about how beautiful it was. And yet I find in her personality the ability to find Joy and beauty and everything, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to find God in everything. Mm-hmm. And I might sometimes look outside and go, "It's just so ugly out there," you know. Mm-hmm. And she looks outside and she sees beauty in everything. She sees God in everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the essence of joy. That even in mm. the pain and the ugliness, I know there is God. I might not feel Him. I think Wanda has always been my hero in the fact that she doesn't base 
her belief in God on how she feels. Right. It's you just you're just gutting it out a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and basically mm-hmm. because you're choosing to believe that God is is there for you and he's taking you on this journey. Um yeah, I have um I've always had this thing where um I've just I'm really grateful for it actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've said probably before that I'm not grateful for it, but I believe that 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 seed of faith, mm-hmm. you know, was planted in me very young. And my grandfather, Papa, he watered it for for the years that he was, you know, here on Earth. And um, and and I do believe just because of the legacy of my family and the I don't know. I just know that there's not been a day or time ever that I can remember where I just absolutely did not know mm-hmm. that there was a God. Yeah. And that he cared about me because Papa told me he loved me. And then he'd show me in the word where it said that and he'd teach me all the songs and you know, so I totally bought it, hope I'm sinker, that there was a God that you know I just couldn't reconcile my my mess with that. Right. You know, it took me a while to get there. And, right. and I'm still I still struggle with that every day. So but I do choose every day, over and over again, <laughs> all day mm-hmm. long, um, to I do know that I don't know, I just know. You know God is real because you've experienced yeah, him. Now. I haven't felt, you know, I've mm-hmm. never been, like, blessed to, like, feel mm-hmm. that, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. But I know it, and I'd rather know it than feel it. Okay? Yeah, that's <laughs> And I think you said powerful. something else that's very important. You said you choose, you know, and, um, yeah, you know, the doctors came to me originally and told me that I had a very limited time to live. And... I chose in those initial days before they went in and, you know, found out that, you know, that wasn't the case, to only look at God. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to look at my circumstances. I wasn't going to try to figure out what do you do the last days of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, what do I do? Um, I was only going to look at God. And I was only going to look at his faithfulness and his character. And for me that meant um, listening to Christian music and uh, reading his word and mm-hmm. getting the word. and just focusing on him because I had to get who he was just pounded into my heart and my soul. I mean, I I just need to reemphasize and and summarize for our listening audience. We're saying here that first of all, Wanda, you can't see Wanda, but Wanda's not feeling well today. She's pressing to be here, um, but Wanda, you have a background of uh, horrific abuse and abandonment and foster homes and drug addictions and things that you experienced. Shelly, you're talking to me about just a few months ago being told by doctors that you have a few months to live. And between the two of you and me sitting here, you're saying you both have the ability by faith in what you know, not based on a feeling, to see God in everything, whether it's through the rainy day through the circumstance, you're not even looking at circumstances, but you're saying, I know that God is in everything. You know, friends, I just have to tell you, this is real stuff. This is where the rubber meets the road. This, is, this isn't this is kumbaya and let's all have a good feeling. This is real life on life's terms. My life is maybe coming to an end or the life that I've known has been turbulent and difficult, and yet I'm sitting here as a trophy of God's grace 
saying, I know. You said, I know. I don't feel him, but I know there's a God because he has revealed himself, whether through the word or through a mentor or whatever. And yet, you know, so many people will complain because, oh, I don't like my car or I don't like, mm-hmm. the, I don't have enough. I don't like mine either. Yeah, my right? Like <laughs> <laughs> but we digress. Um, but this is real life stuff. God has given you peace in the midst of your circumstances because his presence is with you and that's just who he is. He doesn't just have peace, he is peace. He doesn't just have love, he is love. Mm. And he doesn't just have joy to give you, he is your joy. That was so true of me. I have to just comment on the the blessing that I had in the prayers, the prayer backing of thousands of people, yeah. you know, that's one of the blessings of being an author is that a lot, it's not that you're famous or anything like that because I'm not famous, but oh, we a think lot, you are. but on, mm-hmm. you know, on Facebook and stuff, a lot of people, plus I've, I've been a teacher for like 30 years, so mm-hmm. I have hundreds of students and lots of people who, who connect with me on Facebook, and so when you are in that place where you're really asking for prayer, you have the prayer backing of thousands of people, people I didn't even know, and I have to say that my doctor came in and said, you know, this is a deadly cancer. Mm-hmm. It's large. It's, that. It, mm-hmm. it's in your brain stem. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to send you home for Christmas. Uh, you know what that means, you know. And right. come back on the 30th and we'll do your, we'll do your brain surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, I never was afraid. And I don't take any credit for that. Yeah. I, I'm not like some super godly person. It was the prayers of God's people and it was the power of the Holy Spirit that just kept saying, you know, God's in control of this no matter what. It's not that I thought it was impossible for me to have, you know, this deadly cancer or something. Mm -hmm. I just knew who my God was. I had this confidence in who God was. Mm -hmm. And no matter what this was, he was going to give me everything I needed. And I was, Mm -hmm. the peace was just, it's really funny because 15 years ago I had a a very similar experience. I had a, you know, thing in my brain, same place, whatever, and um, I was very fearful back then. And um, this time around, I'll tell you, it was a a totally different experience, but I don't take credit for it. It was Mm -hmm. people of God, the Spirit of God, and the Word of God all coming together in my life. And I saw that, I observed that, because like I said, we were all sick at the same Mm -hmm. time, and I was having just some real baffling issues as well, and I, though I feel like I love the Lord and have a good relationship with him and I know about, you know, being free in Jesus and I've come through so much, I was, I had anxiety. I I didn't like it. I hate being sick. I was worried about how I was letting everyone down and I was the weakest link and, you know, (laughs) goodbye. (laughs) Um, But I was listening to you, and I would call you, or or when we'd talk or text, and Wanda, you were texting me too. You were saying, "Don, this is serious. This is really, this is really the real deal. This is, this is could be, you know, curtains. curtains. This is could be the end." Um, And so we we recognized it, and you had the peace of God on you, and the um, um, just a serenity and a calmness. That you didn't muster up. Mm-mm, it no. was given to you like a blanket from God. I'm not a musterer. <laughs> and Monica can, Monica can tell you that I've had my days when I sit and cry. Sure. And, and and there's, you know, emotion is emotion. And, mm-hmm. you know. It comes. Um, it comes and it will come. But 
you said it, the peace of God. It wasn't a peace that I mustered up. It yeah. was it was a gift that was given to me. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but 15 years ago, because I know your testimony, and I know mm-hmm. that you had had that paralysis, and you know all of that was going on, mm-hmm. and it was very frightening. It was very scary for you. So. There obviously is, has been some growth, too, in you, not only that God has given you this peace. He could have given it before, too, but there was, and he did, but you have learned to know your Savior intimately. You have a relationship with him, a friendship with him. So rather than running for confidence in medical and running here and striving, and going, you did have the ability just to rest and lay back in the arms of God and say, Lord, I know you. I've walked with you. You've been faithful this many years. You're going to be faithful here too. Yes, yes. It was it was just a totally different experience this time around because I was I was so fearful of being given some awful diagnosis last you know 15 mm-hmm. years ago, and this time it was just like kind of like I mean <laughs> I don't want to sound trite, but it was kind of like whatever yeah. because I know my God. I know yeah. who my God is, and it's just like whatever. He's he's got it, and that. I couldn't have I couldn't have uh, mustered that up or or come up mm-hmm. with that on my own. Yep. You you don't come up with that on your own when you um, no. are thinking that you just have weeks yeah. or months to live. You're going to have your final Christmas with your family, and then you're going to yeah. go on from there. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Paul says in the New Testament, "For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain." And he obviously had that intimate relationship with the Lord that he knew if I live I live for your glory and if I if I'm done here on earth I'm done for your glory and I'll spend eternity with you but there's a lot of places in between dying and living there's that everyday place where we're going through trials and somebody might say you know what I almost would have more peace if I thought this was the end of it the thought of living this life day after day after day I'm exhausted I can't do anymore how could we encourage the person who's going through some trials and some testing and they don't see the end of it? They don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, man, can we still experience joy in the midst of the daily grind? It doesn't look like there's going to be any change. Well, at this point in time, that's that's kind of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point in time, anyway, because I was diagnosed with a, with a chronic illness, the condition that at this point in time, you know, looks like I'll have for the rest of my life. I'm tired a lot. Mm-hmm. It's changed my life. And this is the this is the situation with a lot of people. It's, you know, the the diagnosis is um you're gonna have pain for the rest of your life. You're gonna be limited or you're not gonna walk or whatever or you've lost a spouse or and mm-hmm. that's the rest of mm-hmm. your life or whatever mm-hmm. that's irreversible. Pain, whatever it is, it's irreversible and you're facing it for the rest of your life. Um for me, um, it's a day-to-day battle. Uh, the the realities of of my disease, mm-hmm. um, they hurt. Yeah. I hurt. I grieve every day for the things that I've lost, and um, you know the thing. You know, I I missed Christmas. I missed New Year's. I I don't mm-hmm. really remember the last three months of my life. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think I get to be sad. Yeah. I don't want to tell people that you don't get to be sad. Right. And I want to tell people who know those people, don't you dare, right. you know, try to tell them not to grieve, not to be sad, and that if someone's lost a spouse or a child or a loved one, that you put them on the timeline for grief mm-hmm. and that they need to be able to grieve in the way that's going to be mm-hmm. appropriate to them. So, 
So I no. shouldn't say Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for good. <laughs> no, please, no. And I, I get more people. Um, it's funny because I was checking my phone a little a minute ago. A lot of people who come to me because of the mm-hmm. things I've experienced. Yes. Who are so weary of people tritely saying things to them that they don't know are superficial or that sound unkind. Mm-hmm. So you need to find people who understand you and support you and have experienced similar losses, understand your illness, your loss, your grief, and try to find people who really know what that looks like to help support you mm-hmm. in whatever you're going through and um, and know that there's not weakness in that. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's wisdom. That's wisdom. That's wisdom in finding people who understand what it's like to uh, try to raise teenagers without a spouse mm-hmm. or to have undergone cancer and gone through these traumatic illnesses, they change you. That loss changes you. Mm-hmm. And so find grief and support and counseling and, uh, you know, let your church know. And if your church is not a good fit for you at this point in your life, find one that's prepared to help you and come alongside you. Mm-hmm. And uh, the same thing goes for, for friends, you know, shifting, uh, making sure you have, I'm not saying to leave your friends behind, but, but um be sure that you have friends who are are healthy and 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 respect where you are, and uh, you might only really find a few, but you know nurture those relationships, and stay in the Word. I talked about the people of God, the Spirit of God, and and the Word of the God. Word. Those th- those things are primary in your life, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, the Word of God is alive and active, and the Word of God goes to work when we begin to read it, healing our hearts and our minds, restoring our soul lifting us out of the pit and giving us a sense of peace that we talk about, courage. I really feel it when I'm not spending my own personal time in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I, If I'm not in the Word, I I really feel it in my attitude and my heart and my spirit. And mm-hmm. It's important for me to be at church, too. I, that corporate element is very, very, very important to me. I haven't been yes. able to be to church in three weeks, and I wanted to can tell you, um, she sees me when I cry. It's like, I can't get to church. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important to me. And because the community, there's so much strength and empowerment in, in the body of Christ. And, um, you know, some, <laughs> uh, some Wanda's kind of shaking her head like, well, sometimes there is. Sometimes people can be very draining, and like we said a moment ago, people can say the wrong thing. But you said it. You defined it. You get in the right the right place where they can hold up your arms when you're exhausted, or they can come around you and their prayers. When I when there's nothing left to my prayer but Jesus, help me. They can pray the prayers. They can find words for where I can't express. Um, but the Bible tells us in James again that if anyone is sick among you, call for the saints. Yeah. And the prayer of faith, yeah. there's something about the prayer of people that have like-minded faith with us, who we have a kindred spirit with. That's the support group that you're talking yeah. about, bringing around. And I don't even have to say anything. They know what I'm thinking or know how I'm feeling, and yeah. they can support me and lift me Absolutely. up. And just one comment about, you know, Vonda kind of, you know, you know, wrinkling her nose or whatever. <laughs> Church can be very difficult for people who've experienced trauma. It can feel like not a safe place. Yeah. And so there are lots of reasons why um, people who have been hurt by church, in church, at church, or not even not even those circumstances, but why 
church is painful for for widows and uh you know or just people who've experienced trauma and PTSD so um that mm-hmm. pastors and um and people in general need to understand that that sometimes going to mothers day or christmas mm-hmm. or all right. kinds of services, Absolutely. or just a regular service at church, can be like a a nightmare for many people. Right. You know. You know, as a pastor um, of Tribes Church, and I've talked about it on the program before, but uh, for single people who aren't in a family, or their oh, family yeah. looks different, or it's yep. broken, or like you know, women who've experienced abortion, all for all of those reasons, those traditional holidays, Mother's Day and Father's mm-hmm. Day and Easter and Christmas, we try to be very. It's a little unusual. We're not traditional because we understand that the family of God, we call it the family because it's mm-hmm. friends and family, like that commercial, right. our family, yeah. because it's not a traditional mom and dad. And we have single dads with kids or single moms or blended families, as I myself am even in. So you're right. The church is, and that's another whole discussion, but... Right. Church has got to become a place of healing, um, not a place of judgment and a place where the wound goes even. You said a word that I like, superficial. You know, we don't want to be superficial. We don't want to be surface dwellers. We want to be authentic and real and have some depth. Yeah, it's it's hard to go to church when you feel awful, you feel so sick, and, you know, like, you know, Wanda's feeling so sick right now. And there, I can tell you, I can tell you... um, Dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of times when she's gone out and ministered to people over the last years. But when you're feeling so sick and, you know, and people come up and go, but you look good. And you're thinking, well, okay, but I look good. And I know that they mean that to, mm-hmm. to because they don't know what else to say. Mm-hmm. And they think it sounds mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. But it. It, it's, it's like it's, it, it, it kind devalues. of it devalues the pain that you feel, mm-hmm. and the fact that you know you walked in here on two legs, but I'm in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. or I'm in chronic pain, mm-hmm. or right now I'd really like to heave on your shoes, you right. know, <laughs> right, right, in that. But I look good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but people don't understand; right. they don't know the reality right. of living in your skin. Right. You know, I, I think I said that very thing, Wanda. What were you going to say? Were you gonna say something? Um. No. No, she was going to heave on your shoe. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a good point because I have said that. You think that's encouraging someone, you know, and it's like you're right. It, it it kind of invalidates, you know, I'm not saying that you don't you don't feel well by saying that you look good. I think it's a nice thing to say, but I it now that you say that, I can definitely hear how that feels. Um, but for you who are listening and um, as we come to a close here in this program, we hope our voice is encouraging to you. Again, we, we share from our real-life experiences. Clearly, you know that we're all sitting here today by the grace of God, not because we're more than, you know, this isn't a Facebook fantasy showing you the best snapshots of who we are. We're being real and authentic here. And we're saying that God is big enough. Yeah, that's it. God is real. Yeah. Even when you don't feel. Even when you don't feel. And God is love even when you want to self-reject or you've been rejected by others. Uh And so how can we stand and persevere through adversity and trial? Because like Job said, I know my Redeemer liveth. And in the end, he will come and rescue me. And uh, we're going to face all of eternity with God, our friend, who's going to live, walk, and be with us forever. And that's our hope. 
And then in in the meantime, on the way through this journey called living life, um, we want to encourage other people who who are in the same place. I know through sharing my abuse story, you know through sharing yours, you've written the two of you a phenomenal book, Love Letters from the Edge. How's your book doing, by the way? It just earned out, so people don't who don't know that term means that we'll start getting little royalty checks Yay. now for a couple bucks. And many authors, <laughs> most authors, do not earn out on their book, so that means it's doing you very did well. You, didn't I you? did, yes. Yay. Praise God. Thank, thank God for that. Yes. What that tells me, both of our books are all of our books are for hurting people. Yes, absolutely. We're very excited because we were just asked to. Uh, come talk about it at an organization for human trafficking. So yeah, uh, we're very, very excited about wow. that. Wow. So wonderful. And so this is real stuff. And so, we, like I said, we're not talking stuff we don't know, but we talk to hurting people. And as a result, because we've gone through pain, God's given us a platform for the unlovelies, yes. the, the broken, the hurting, yeah. and there isn't a greater group of people we'd rather minister to. Right. Yeah, that's where we'd rather. That's where we always mm-hmm. rather be. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for sharing today. Thanks for sharing your story. And um, is there any word of encouragement from your place of pain that you'd like to give someone as they're listening to this today, going through their own trial? I just would encourage people to, you know, whatever encourages you to be, to, encourages you to be in the Word of God, mm-hmm. and communicating and connecting with the people of God. Mm-hmm. Um, that just really strengthens you. Find a, a great church, and, or you know, and or Bible study, whatever that helps to grow you in your faith and in your in your uh, relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. I think that's really important. Amen. You've heard it here today. It's the Spirit of God, the people of God, and the Word of God, and these are the things that you need on a daily basis to walk this walk. And I pray for you. In fact, let me do that now. Father, I pray for every person listening who's in an isolated place, a lonely place, may be surrounded by hundreds of people and yet have a private battle going on inside. I pray that peace, just like we've all experienced, that you would blanket them with your grace right now, God. They they don't have any strength to muster. They, they're, they're perhaps saying their last word of prayer and all they can get out is help. Jesus, you hear that prayer, you hear that cry, and you are there for them. We thank you for that. So, God, may your spirit rest on them. May you bring people around them that will build them and lift them. And may your word come alive in their life today. We thank you for that, Jesus. We give you praise. Amen. 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 Thanks, girls. Keep rocking, sisters. Thank you. Love you dearly. And um, we'll hopefully talk real soon, and we'll all be ready to... Maybe go bungee jumping. Uh, 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 uh. All right, this is Don Scott Damon, your Freedom Coach, saying God bless. Hey, Freedom Girls, I'd love it if you would take a moment and stop by my website, freedomgirlsisterhood.com or dawnscottdamon.com. I'd love to hear from you, so drop me a line today. God bless.